Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 170. You've got Chris and Brian, and this time around, we're going to take a close look at modern, high-capacity um, small guns, or what we call the single-stack-ish 9mm yeah. pistols that have come out the last couple of years. Uh, with it getting to be you know, shorts and t-shirt weather, um, these are guns that are very easy to hide and yet still have a considerable and very capable amount of fight in them. Absolutely. Um, guys, if you went back, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, there have always been small pocket style guns, whether it was a little Beretta 21 or, or a Bobcat in 32 ACP um, and, and little guns of that nature that were very much in mouse calibers. They were what, you know, Colonel Cooper would have called mouse guns. Um, you know, going it, it, pushing into probably the 70s and the 80s, um, you saw a lot of law enforcement officers, you know, had been using snubbies, but the snubby kind of got relegated to that backup small gun conversation. And, and, it's, and when you put a snubby next to a lot of double-stack 9mm small guns, it's really not any difference in size. And it, it truly is a professional's gun. Probably, what, six to eight years ago, Glock came out with a single-stack 43, um, which was a big deal for Glock. Um, previous to that, there were some guns out there from companies like Springfield Armory with their XD and XDS and XDM series guns. The XDSs were single-stacks. Um, and didn't have some of the heartburn caused by the double stack guns with the way the grip safety integrated, um, you know. But there's been a there's been a push probably for over a decade to get into a decent sized single. Oh, the Smith Shield. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's been a for a decade or more. There's been a push to get into quality, reliable small single stack guns that aren't in diminutive calibers that are actually in fighting calibers, starting with 380 and working your way up to nine. Um, but really I think, you know, with the Springfield Armory, as much as we don't like Springfield plastic guns, the XDSs have a proven track record of working pretty well. Um, and the shields have a proven track record of working pretty well. The older shields were a little coarse. Um, they weren't super refined guns. Um, and the Glock guys all, all raised their hands to the heavens and said, thank you. When Gaston finally released the 43, they wished it had a couple more rounds in it, but companies like Terran Tactical and, uh, um, Vickers and companies like that came out with the extended mags for it that made that gun super viable as an eight round or nine round gun. Uh, but just in the last four years, yeah, Six Hour came out with the P365. Uh, one of our one of our Ohio uh, the Ohio State Patrol uh, basically adopted Sig P320s and Sig P365s. They issued all 900 Road Dogs um, a P365 as a backup gun. Um, unfortunately, at that point in time, four years ago, OSP was kind of the test bed for that gun and they found out that there were some tweaks with them that everybody else tripped over to um sig sour being the microsoft of the gun world you know got it out on the market it wasn't quite ready yet they let the user give them feedback and they fixed it um so as much as we pick on yeah a couple times so as much as we pick on sig for their business model um and and ron cohen's chicanery um the reality check is if you talk to most of the guys at osp that are running those little guns as backup guns they have to qualify with them and they'll tell you if they shoot they shoot well um, and it's, it is a, a super viable alternative as a small gun. And along with that, the rest of the world seems to be following along and making a gun that nobody thought five years ago you could make, which is a 10 to 12 or 15 round capacity gun, um, that basically fits in a G43 footprint, which is a six plus one. And there's nothing wrong with a G43, but if I can have two guns side by side that do the same thing pretty much, but one holds twice as much ammo, that is an absolute no-brainer. So we're going to talk a little bit about you know some of our experiences with these guns, some of the um, um, options and stuff like that. I'm going to start with the Sig. Even like I said, you guys, you guys that know me know that I beat on Sig pretty hard. But again, it's a business model conversation. 
more than it is the, the finished product once it's been tested, vetted, and fixed. Um, the SIG P365 right now in the X and XL configurations is just is probably the small concealed carry gun. Um, top to bottom on this gun, in the P365 configuration straight up is a 10-round gun. It comes with night sights. It has a nice trigger. It's got good grip. And the size is such that there's no reason you can't conceal that gun with any kind of decent holster whatsoever. Uh, I don't know that it's a pocket gun. What do you think of that? I mean, I, I know guys who maybe in, if you've got a dad bod and you're rocking cargo shorts and this, that, and the other, and the pockets are gigundo. Or maybe the cargo pocket. Maybe a cargo pocket, something like that. But, um, um, yeah. As, anyway, pocket carries goofy anyways because you can't draw it when you're sitting. Yeah, there's there's um, some there's drawbacks. Some, there's a lot of drawbacks. There's some drawbacks. With, with yeah, pocket carry. So <clears throat> yep, yep. And I don't honestly less, don't less think, than ideal. You know, if you have any ability to have a belt in a real holster, yep, you should take that take that opportunity and run a belt in a real holster. And I think if you put a ten round nine millimeter gun in the pocket of your gym shorts, it's going to look like you have a ten round nine millimeter gun in the pocket of your gym shorts, and they're probably going to be falling down around your ankles. Um, if that's how you normally dress, then hey, more power to you. Um, but that is a target indicator. Let's just be clear. So, yeah. Cool. Um, the P365, you know, I said brilliant little gun, well set up. Um, it's passed all of its heartburn by probably two years or more. Um, the P365X and XL solve some of that heartburn as well. Um, the X is the same slide, same top end, except it is cut for an optic now. Still comes with night sights. Now you go to a 12-round grip. Uh, you guys with big hands gives you a little more to hold on to. Um, the 15-round magazines also come with a sleeve for the for the uh, for the magazine that fills in the bottom of it and gives you even more to hold on to uh, for dudes with actually big hands, not just normal to normal to large hands. Um, so the X is kind of nice. That optic option is blowing up right now. Um, you know, if you're out there and you're kind of wondering what the optic thing's all about, uh, I, as a defensive tool, if you have good eyesight and you're young and your eyes are rocking and rolling up close and at distance, no problem. Maybe the optic's not necessary, but I still think there are places where it gives you an advantage. And the fact that it's already on the gun, um, and SIG didn't go full potato and choose to cut it for one of their crazy, nobody gets it kind of optics. Um, you know, you could put a 507, 507 507K, you could put an RMRCC direct yep. onto that gun. Um, and, and some of them come with their SIG Zero optics. The Zero... I'm not a huge fan. It's a plastic optic. Um, anecdotally, I mean, we haven't experienced it because none of us are willing to run that optic. Um, but we're aware of a number of end users who, you know, broke them very, very quickly after, you know, training with the gun, trying to do any kind of intra-shooter stuff um, or running the gun hard at all. The Zero is probably not the optic I would recommend. So maybe not buying it with that optic, but putting something else on it. Um, you know, again, a little bit shorter top end, a little bit lighter gun, but still the same capacity, same grip. Then punching up to the XL. Uh, the XL goes from a 3.3 to 3.7 yeah. barrel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you gain a much velocity, yeah, a little bit, sure, but you're probably gaining a little more sight radius. Um, the little more sight radius may or may not matter depending on how you're using the gun or, or, or how you're trained or what the scenario is. Or if you're running an optic. Or you're running an optic. So, um, you know, but the gun is optics cut as well. Um, there is some interchangeability. If you have a, a P365 XL, um, and at P365, you can switchy swapity and you can make uh, a gun SIG doesn't sell, which would be a P365 long slide. Um, I don't know what that, I don't, I'm, again, maybe sight radius, but a small grip for concealment. 
would be yeah. the advantage there, kind of like the guys that do the Glock 19s, but with a 17 slide or the 26 with a 19 slide kind of mentality. Um, but, you know, night sights, 12 round grip, a little bit longer slide, uh, maybe an argument for a little more control over the gun. I, I don't know, you know, you're, that's something you'll have to flesh out by trying them out. Um, but the gun's ready to go. And the fact that they do a 15 round mag that's mostly available, it comes and goes as far as availability goes, but because the, the gun's been so popular. Um, I, I'm from a shooting perspective. Very soft shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 365 XL. You know, speaking from experience, I've got one of these. Uh, it is the little gun that shoots like a big gun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a number of guys that we shoot with and train with on a regular basis who have run these guns and, curiously enough, shot qual scores that weren't more than a beat off of what they normally shoot. Um, with a larger gun. I mean, you know, when you start looking at your scores with that gun and what you're doing with it and a number of the other guys that we train with who have them and some of the law enforcement guys uh, shooting a qual course or something like that, their scores are, are not that far off of their carry gun scores, which is a pretty rare thing with a small capacity, a small gun. Um, you are also not getting into some of the reloading issues and stuff like that, but a lot of the LEO quals are still based around six shots for revolvers, yeah. however stupid that is, um, however antiquated that is. Um, this gun versus something that holds half the capacity, there's just not a significant argument for it. Uh, this gun versus a snubby, less than half the capacity. Or a G26. Or a G26. Those are a lot bigger, relatively heavier guns with very, very limited capacities. Um, you know, either a lot bigger or a lot limited in capacity. I, I don't know how you get past that. Anything to add to the 365? Man, I can't believe I'm bragging on SIG like this. It hurts a little bit. Yeah, you know, looking at it from a value perspective, getting an optics cut gun with yep. factory night sights. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's the full package. Yep. Um, the mags are a little spendy in comparison to, to factory Glock mags when we start talking about the shield mags for the 43X, 48, which we're going to get to in just a moment. Yeah. Um, the SIG mags really aren't that much more expensive. No, you're generally about $10 a piece. You generally like a SIG mags in general are 50 bucks. It's just like a SIG mags 50 bucks. It doesn't matter. That's where SIG is with it. Um, the shield mags are generally around 40 bucks, give or take. Glock mags are generally around 30 bucks, give or take, unless you find them on sale. And then aftermarket stuff's generally around 20 bucks a piece. But I don't necessarily know that I'm ready to stake my life on aftermarket mags when for 10 more dollars I can buy OEM mags from any of those manufacturers. Then if you look at it, that stair step mentality. It's really not that big a deal when you're buying into the system. Just budget for that and go on. So, yeah. yeah. Um, push it into the Glock. Sure. Cool. So the we talked a little bit about the Glock 43. Um, good shooting gun. Uh, a, a little bit small if you have big hands. Uh, but a, a gun that's reliable. It works well. And along comes the Glock 43X, uh, which goes to a longer grip, a longer frame. Um and it's a 10-round Glock by Glock's standards or by Glock's nomenclature and description on their website and everywhere else. Um, the 43X and the 48 have an identical frame. 10-round magazine, slightly larger grip circumference than a 43, a little bit wider. Um, and, and, and still not an ambi gun. Uh, still has, you know, single-side righty-centric setup. Uh, the 43X is a 3.5-inch barrel. The 48 is a 4-inch barrel. A 48 we jokingly refer to as a 19 on Jenny Craig. Um, it's about two tenths of an inch narrower uh, at its widest point, something like that. You can look up the data. Um, I might be off by a little bit. 
uh, feel free to correct me. I won't be paying attention. Um, but anyway, if you take that particular gun and you look at the magazine for it, the magazine's a little wider, but it's still a single stack gun, a lot like what Glock does in non-free states where they take a 17 round mag, they block out the inside of it and make it non-modifiable and make it a 10 round gun. Um, our, our assumption is probably that Glock did that to make this gun sellable um, in the commie areas of the country, the New England areas, the, the West Coast areas, yeah. um, where you can't have more than 10 rounds in the gun. Uh, they needed that option to be able to sell in, I don't know, Jersey, Maryland, wherever, Connecticut, I don't know, whoever does that silliness. Um, I don't pay attention to them because they're not relevant. Um, but anyway, um, you take a 43X48 and you start having a conversation about shield mags and the shield mag catch and modifying the gun to run those mags. If you're talking the Gen 2 shield mags seem to work great. They've been out on the market now for almost two years. Um, there were some, again, some initial hiccups with the early mags, um, especially if you were running a Glock mag catch. Yep. Um, metal mags eat plastic mag catches and the, plastic. They the original aluminum shield mag, mag catch. Yeah. Yep, yep. It didn't. Yeah, you need, need steel on steel in this case. Um, and the original shield mags were chewing up the plastic Glock mag catches. And if you buy a metal mag catch from shield and then try and run your plastic mags, you're eventually going to chew those up too. So it is a systems mentality where you're the little kick in the teeth there is you're going from $30 Glock 43 X and 48 mags to $40 shield mags. And you've got to spend 30 bucks on a mag catch. Um, the reality check is you can get two mags and a mag catch out the door for 120 bucks tax and everything. So you start looking at it from that mentality. Um, it's not that big of a change. And if you're one of those guys who, for your little gun, you still have 10 or 12 mags, then yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but not that much when you get down to it. Um, going to the Glock in that size, the Glock is, the 43X and the 48 are definitively bigger guns, and I would say heavier guns than the P365 XL and X, or XL, yeah, and X. Yeah. Um, they're definitely bigger guns. The grip's a bigger grip. Um, the slide's a little bit beefier, a little bit heavier. Um, I don't know if that really translates to any kind of like recoil mitigation or anything like that with those guns. Probably not enough to matter. Not, probably not. Yeah, probably not enough to matter. Um, I, I will say, and it hurts my heart to say this as a Glock guy, um, the triggers in the 43X versus the 48 is not as good as the SIG. The SIG has a very, very shootable trigger. Are there some things you can do to the 43X and 48, uh, safely and reliably to make it a little bit better trigger? Absolutely. But you're spending more money. Um, probably the big kick in the teeth for the Glocks is that if you want the optics compatibility, you've got to buy up to the MOS system. Um, the MOS system gives you a front rail on the frame and an optics cut on the gun. Uh, but if you do that, now you're paying quite a bit more money. You still don't have night sights on the gun in and general with the Glocks. It doesn't work with a lot of holsters out And there. it doesn't work with a lot of holsters. It's a new system. I do think that the holster makers will catch on. Um, you know, and if you're going to put a light on the gun, you're probably more likely to find a holster with like a TLR7 sub or something like that on it. Uh, you're probably more likely to find that system available to you from a holster perspective. Um, and, and in theory, the Glock being cut for, you know, its generic system, um, you know, maybe it's going to future preview if there's some optic thing that comes along later that you want to switch to versus with the SIG, you're kind of locked into that RMRCC slash 507K pattern. Um, the Glock's a little bit bigger gun just overall, and you can't make it smaller, which is the big advantage of the SIG. In its 12-round shape, it's the same size as a 43. Yeah. yeah, and going to the 43X is just a lot longer grip. Now, if you got big hands, you like that, great, but the G19 length grip, which is essentially what this is, is what's going to give you away carrying that gun. But it is lighter, it is smaller, but still very shootable. 
Um, so, I mean, I think that's that's a, a violent, violent, a viable, viable, violent option if yes. you have big hooks. Um, so, anything to add to the Glock into that? Yeah, the 40, 43X's, 48's are very shootable. Uh, we got a number of female customers that really like the 43X. Yep. Um, have no problem running it. If if anything, probably run it better than a 19. Yeah. Um, just having that slightly thinner drip gives it gives them a lot more control over the gun. The other thing that I think that being a 19 guy with small hands, but running them for a long time, I don't have a problem running a 19. But I think that having the narrower grip, it's almost like picking up a 1911, where you know where the front and back of the grip are a little bit better. Um, the kinesthetic aspect of that thinner gun, I think, allows you to point the gun intuitively a little bit better. Um, so that's that ergonomic aspect to it really does matter because the grip circumference is dramatically shorter around. Um, but the length front to back is not a whole lot different. And I think it just gives you better index for the gun when you grab it. That's, you know, I've shot a few of them, but not enough hard enough to know that there's a difference for me other than just picking it up. It's like, okay, I know where this is pointing a little bit better. Yeah. So, um, anything else on the Glock? Yeah, actually one thing to add, since we're talking about hand size, um, uh, on the, Either the 43X, the 43, this, the 40, P365, or 365X, um, any of the shorter slide guns, if you got really big hands, um, when you're checking the gun out, make sure that your support side thumb ah. does not protrude past the muzzle. Yes. Um, one of our, our partners here, he's got massive meat hooks. Yep. And he's definitely singed his thumb um, a couple yes. of times at least. Yeah. Um, when it's gone out past the muzzle on a either a 40 yeah mostly on a 43 43 and yeah 43 and 43 x i would think would do yeah. the same thing uh, yeah that that's actually been kind of an interesting conversation to look at the tip of his thumb and see the see the carbon on it and go oh okay yeah i don't want to you yeah. know yeah so and i don't know that you'd have to have pretty big hands to blow the end of your thumb off but if you shoot with a modern grip for sure that that thumb can be poking out there if you got big hands so yeah absolutely um, the last one I'm going to throw out there is probably the one that we have the least experience with, uh, but it's a gun that's been popular, and I, and I think that, that it was a really an attempt to run SIG down and chase SIG down on a P365. Um, the Hellcat from Springfield Armory and the Hellcat Pro. Um, the, the new Hellcat guns dispense with the grip safety. Um, and the grip zone. And the grip zone. Uh, yeah, the grip zone's everywhere now. It's not just in patches. Um, and that's actually one of the things I do like about the gun, actually, is the grip on the gun. Uh, the texture is pretty aggressive uh, on the Hellcat and Hellcat Pro. Um, the the shape of the slide or the shape of the frame, pardon the shape of the grip, is actually a little bit squared off. And again, it's nice from giving you an index of uh, that appropriate reception or kinesthetic index aspect of grabbing the gun. It's it's super easy to figure out front and back of the gun tactilely. Um, and, and so the Hellcats have been very, very popular guns. The price point um, is is really not that far off from the Sig, but it is a little bit less. Um, the new Hellcat Pro takes the gun from a 12 or 13 round gun up to a 15 round gun and really does push it into that 43X category. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing unless you have really big hands. Um, the other thing I don't know is I don't know if there's cross compatibility with the Max. I, I'm, there's something telling me that the 15 round Pro Mag does not necessarily work with the, um, the 13 round smaller gun. I would have to kick on that and yeah. see. I, that would seem odd that it would be like that. I don't know why it's tickling my, my yeah. little mouse brain with that. Springfield also changed the trigger guard geometry on the Hellcat Pro, uh -huh. which created a bunch of holster fitment problems. Well, it, does, it flat out doesn't yeah. fit. If you're running a well-made Kydex holster for a Hellcat, 
you can't just open up the bottom. If you're a holster maker, you can't just lengthen the holster and use the same jig or the same uh, drone to make it. And if you're making holsters for the Hellcat Pro, the Hellcat won't stay in them. Um, bravo, Springfield Armory. Excellent job there. Dumbasses. Anyway, um, it's, it is a solid gun. It does come with good night sights. It does come optics ready. Um, in most cases, I don't know, it's hard to find one that's not optics ready at this point. Yeah. Originally, you had the option, uh, but Springfield's caught on. Glock, are you paying attention? Make your guns with optic cuts, all of them. For dear God in heaven, Gaston, listen to us, please. Um, like I said, most of the competition out there is going optics ready, full money across the board with all of them. For whatever reason, Glock's hanging back and only putting it on a small percentage of what they're manufacturing, yeah. it would appear. So, um, so yeah, the Hellcat Pro, like I said, the one we have the least experience with. Um, I have five rounds through a Hellcat Pro. It shot just fine. It shot the point of aim. The trigger's actually not bad. It's easy to hold on to. Uh, recoil impulse didn't feel any different than anything else. The trigger's probably better than a Glock. Um, again, Glock triggers generally suck until you hit Gen 5 guns. Um, they're or small, put a lot of rounds through. Or you put a lot of rounds through them. And I don't know that the Gen 4, I don't know if that gun will smooth out or not. That remains to be seen. Um, but the Hellcat Pro, I think, is probably going to be a viable option. Just be aware there's some quirks there with that particular gun from a systems approach. Um, like you said, when you put these against older options, we talked a little bit about you know Glock 26s. We talked a little bit about G43s, going back to Springfield XDSs. Um, I, I got a gentleman who actually used to run a 938 quite a bit, and I had another gentleman in who, who still dearly loves his 938, uh, likes the cocked and locked aspect, likes the nice trigger and everything else. And, he's, and he, it's killing him to look at these 12-round guns that are essentially the same size and just as shootable or nearly as shootable. I would say just as shootable with a little bit of practice. Um, and, and he's looking at that going, okay, this, you know, this is the way of the future. It's the way to go. Um, if, you're, if you're new to this game and someone's sending you this podcast too, uh, we have a lot of folks come in and they're getting, they're getting information from a rabbi of theirs, a friend of theirs who maybe is prior law enforcement or something like that. And, and they're sending them toward a G19 or a G26, which aren't bad guns. Um, but there are some better options if you're going to push it both into concealed carry. Um, probably not what I choose for a home defense gun, but if you're starting off with, I want to be able to do both with the gun, I just think it's super hard to, to not look past these. Um, right now, there are probably some other guns that are coming into this category. I don't know who's going to be making what, but it seems like some of the other manufacturers have ideas around doing a much smaller grip, stack and a half kind of mentality. Um, as those come out, you know, as they prove themselves reliable or not, we'll carry them or not. Um, the G Whiz factor, this is new, is not really enough for us to bring the gun in, but we feel like yeah. the ones out there right now are proven platforms. And when you start putting them up against other guns their size from the past, the, the older guns just really don't hold a candle. Yeah, the one other gun to add to this category that we do have is the Smith & Wesson Shield Plus. Yep. Um, popularity on that gun, um, it gets outsold by these other ones probably 10 or 20 to 1. Easily, and which which is a little bit frustrating to me because the trigger is really not any worse than the Glock 43X or 48 trigger. Um, it's a 13-round gun. I think probably its biggest downfall is like the 43X and the 48, you can't make it smaller. Um, and then I think the other thing around it is the M&P series guns, you know, with the trigger reset and the conversations around triggers, the Gen 2 Smiths are way better guns than, than the original M&Ps were. Uh, but I think people just think back to that old gun with no reset and a kind of mushy trigger and then some of the heartburn with the higher calibers. Um, I, I think that I would agree with you that I think the Shield Plus is, is a very viable option 
um, if you're a Smith guy and that's what your that's what your deal is, then you should probably definitely be taking a look at that gun. Um, the only thing I'll throw out in the like the negative check mark with the Smith that could change is that it's while the shield's not a new gun, it's a new gun, and Smith's notorious for when they change something, they change more than what's just visible. Um, and the example I throw out there is like Smith going from um, you know, going to the 40 caliber gun, there were some quirks with the 40 caliber gun and coming out with the Gen 2s, there were some things they changed internally that they didn't really talk about. And in this case, they were good things. Um, I just, I hope that they're good things with the Shield Plus as well. And it's the newest, probably of all those guns that we've mentioned so far. I don't think it, I think even, I think the Hellcat was out probably almost a year before the yeah. Shield Plus came out. So we want to see if the Shield Plus is a proven gun. I think it's going to be fine based off the previous platform. But we want to see that before we start saying, "Hey, this is in the same category," or, the, or still are you know the best choice. So, yeah. Yep. Anything else to throw out there? No, get a get a gun that works for the summer. Yeah. You know, if yep. you're making having to make that decision of you know, do I carry a gun because all oh, you got is a 19 or a 17, or do I not or carry an MP, a gun, or do I not carry a gun? Yeah. You know, these are very easy guns to hide um, yep. with shorts and a t-shirt. If you're running gym shorts, you know we got. A couple of different concealment options to be able to run a proper holster. Yep. You know, run a, a normal carry position. You know, when you can't run a belt, um, so stop in and see us, and we'll help get you scored away. Yeah, there's definitely some options there that you know some are old school, some are new school, but but the world's changed a little bit. So if you've been looking at big guns and belt loops only, um, there's some definitely some ways around that to make things work for you. So yeah, love that that conversation. Love to talk to you about your experience with some of these small guns. If you've been running one hot and heavy and have some rounds to it. Like to talk about that. Um, if there's something that we've besmirched um, and your and your butt hurt about that, we don't talk about that too and find out why. Um, assuming you have experience to prove different, uh, love to have that conversation. Um, if it just hurt your feelings, then I'm okay with that too. I still love you, but yeah. Anyway, cool. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, as we come across new and interesting things, along with store inventory updates, um, they often get posted over to our social media accounts. You can follow us along on Facebook and on Instagram. On Facebook, search for Cap City Outfitters. On Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. Hopefully, Elon Musk has put the fear of God into the social media companies, and those commie bastards let us stick around a little bit longer. All praise Elon. All (laughs) praise Elon. Long live the king. Uh, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, yep. Um, On our website, you can find valuable information, such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over on silencershop.com. So do check out capcityoutfitters.com. On there, you can sign up for our email newsletter that comes out on Fridays or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters and we'll happily add you to the newsletter list. And then a heads up that we will be closed on the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend uh, so we can get a longer weekend that weekend. Yes. And then over the summer, going forward, um, our hours are going to be 10 to 5 Tuesday through Friday, and then 10 to 3 on Saturday. Yep. And we look forward. Oh, we're in Hilliard, Ohio. Yeah, 4465 Cemetery Road. Cemetery Road. Uh, we're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys.